Well, I always get a chance to be excited about preaching. Then I read the lessons. <laughs> Today was a very intriguing lesson selection. And as I read them early this week, I began to think, what on earth is going on for Sunday? All of you, the children, sang this wonderful gradual, and we're rejoicing. And the words of St. Paul in the letter to the Philippians are all about rejoicing. Matter of fact, there are some critics that contend that maybe Paul didn't write this particular letter because he's not necessarily known for graciousness or celebration. And sometimes, and some of those, have even narrowed the thought that he might not have been helpful for women. And here he's announcing two of his compadres were women working at Philippi. So we have this wonderful narration of Paul celebrating the work of the church in Philippi and reminding them to contend with the faith, to be joyful, to celebrate. And then Jesus tells us this wonderful thing about a celebration, which had every element of possible going wrong. He invites the guests. The guests refuse to come. He goes out and tells the guests through slaves that they ought to come, and they treat the slaves terrible, kill them, and the king eliminates a number of people and a city. Then he tells the slaves, go back out, and whoever's on the street, invite them in. So they do that, and the banquet hall is filled with good and bad. He walks in. The first thing he spies is a person without a wedding dress, appropriate attire for the wedding. And he has that person bound and kicked out into outer darkness. So now we've got this wonderful phrase, an acknowledgement by Paul of the greatness of our faith and to do good. As a matter of fact, just as a rereading for myself, so I can get back in the right frame of mind. It says, In the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worth of praise, worthy of praise, think about these things. That's sort of a how to do it in terms of our spiritual growth and development. Paul is saying that it's this focus that keeps us conscious of our relationship with God and with one another. And we embody the love of the community. So what about the wedding banquet? What about the person who did not wear the appropriate tire? And I've looked for some way of rationalizing all of this from the joy to the sort of cutting edge of do what I want or you're dead. 
And the interesting part to me is it was when I struggled trying to understand this particular gospel passage. And this is not the first time I've struggled with this. I've struggled many times in the past. I still haven't found a completely acceptable answer for myself. But let me share with you that the gospel itself, when the person comes to a wedding banquet, this person does not even pay attention to thank the person by wearing the appropriate attire and being present that way. The rest, good or bad, were all invited in. This person chose not to be aware, not to be attentive to what the rules were. I decided to try something out this last week, and I want to share with you the success rate was pretty poor because I decided that it would be good practice for me, and I'm going to ask you to do this homework for yourselves next week, to look at this particular person who was not turned on to being responsive to the gifts given them. I want to contrast that with Paul, who asks us to be attentive, to be aware, to commend one another. All of those great things with seeking whatever is true and honorable and whatever is just and pure. That that's the framework, the context for our Christian faith. You see, the problem I have is that our culture, and I buy into it unfortunately all too often, is extremely negative. All you have to do now is go to tweets. And you'd think someone would be celebrating something joyous and someone will tweet back the counter side of that. An interesting social malaise. It's like we have to take everyone off their pedestal. We have to make sure everyone is grounded in our frustrations or our anger or our misgivings. And I find it incredible that it's so easy to default to that kind of feeling. You look at the newspapers, you look at anything out there, and it's all about these horrible things, this inability for one person to listen to another, ending in violence and death, corruption, all of these things. Okay, so here was the homework I gave myself, and I want to tell you, I stumbled a lot because I was trying to look at the Paul emphasis on commending our faith. And when I had someone cut me off on the road, and I knew that I was in the right and they were in the wrong, I had to say, well, wait a minute. If Paul is saying, look for things that are commendable, what's commendable about this circumstance or situation? What was commendable was that it was my feelings that kept me separated from appreciating the fact that this person was in a hurry for whatever reason or felt that they needed to be in control for whatever reason. It had nothing to do with me personally, but it was where that person was. 
And I said, over and over again, I would look at certain, certain situations that I was in, and I would think, okay, how can I be commendable? How can I be praiseworthy? How can I celebrate this circumstance or situation in my life? And I'll tell you, it was a struggle. Because it's so easy for me to default to the negativity. I feel like I can justify myself because everyone you know, doesn't follow the way I do. But that's not what Paul's asking us. Paul's asking us as a body of people to praise God, to commend one another, to work for one another, to be able to celebrate our lives. That has to force us out of our negativity. Because if we understand the very graces that we're given, the many blessings that we have, we have to, and if we can account for those in our hearts and minds, it's a different attitude. It's a different approach to life. I'm going to have to work on this for a many weeks in advance to come. Sooner or later, I hope that I can get the opportunity to see the positive, to see the progression of relationships with others instead of defaulting and holding back. Because it was this person that went without the proper clothes, that lived in their own igloo, that had their own little worldview without any appreciation for the gift and opportunity given him. And it was because of his lack of awareness, his lack of sensitivity, his lack of understanding and respecting the gift that had been given that found him separated from others. It's still a difficult parable. It's a horrible story in many ways. But it does point out how we, in fact, need to look at our world from a point of view of a Christian faith. We're given all the marks in Philippians on how to live that faith as homework. You might want to even cut out a little piece of that passage and put it in your wallet. So when, this is what I'm going to have to do, when I default to my negativity, when I default to my anger, when I default to my reticence, about how other people can be given gifts. That I pull it out and read it and remind myself that it's out of the positive, it's out of rejoicing that we face life. I don't know if we're going to change a lot of other people, but if I can, in fact, turn a negative into a positive with one or two people a day, I know that it's going to reinforce my ability to come from the positive side. To exercise Jesus' presence and love in me. So I leave that as your challenge. Go out this week and see if, in fact, this passage, this powerful statement of our Christian faith in Philippians can be actively brought to bear on your daily life. Work, home, school, 
you name it. But to start from the approach that we are all to be honored with one another in spite of any difficulties. That the two women by the group are renewed in their faith so they continue the kind of work that they were given to do and did in the, in the town of Philippi. That's our task. I will continue to work on this, and I hope I have an opportunity to report back in a month or two to see how much I've been able to actually grow in offering my faith in a positive, powerful way. Amen.